0: I would really expect the Lord. There's a real reason I believe the Holy Spirit is engaging us into the arena of peace. I mean, feel like God's laying something before you that God's wanting your life to come on into a life of peace. I mean, you know the Lord's dealing with you over that, Uh, and I I believe that there's reasons for it because I believe that the Lord is soon to begin to ask for dividends for what He's done for you. And that dividend is, is that you're going to move into some arenas for him. And I feel like the Lord has impressed my spirit that God says, I have been doing for those I love. And now I'm going to come into a place of asking those I love to do for me. And so the reason I, I believe that, that the Lord is really pressing peace in this time is so we can get our arenas into peace. So then we can fight battles for him. Yes, yes, yes. And and peace is going to it also is going to be the the doorway to our miracles. And so but I, I believe there, there there's reasons why that the Lord is on God's timeline. And so I would not be I would not be surprised if God does not also begin to ask you for times of intimacy. He'll begin to, he'll begin, I believe what he'll do, he's going to begin to ask you to do little things that you probably won't even tell anybody. Because they would be like weird. I mean, he'll, he'll ask you to meet him at certain places and, and you would just go and sit in his presence as out of obedience to him. That he, that he'll begin to require. That's when you're building a relationship, that's what begins to happen. You, you, you start out a relationship, you're like going to the movies or something, but then as the build, relationships build, then you begin to uh, have meetings, places, and things. I feel like the Lord is He's going to really desire some special times. So be, be listening for that in the Lord. Listen for God to call you to special places and to, and, to, and, to, and, to, and for special times with Him. And they, they may be common, may be very common, or they may be really uncommon. But you just, and your obedience to that is going to pave the way for many beautiful things in our life. Because there's a lot of things that we're needing God to do for us, and we're just too far from God. Seriously, we're too far from God for that to happen. He has to bring us into a closer proximity of His presence. And so God will begin to do that. God always has us as His initiative. He's always looking to help us. And so, as the Lord begins to deal with you and begins to draw you in to that, then obey Him. Just, just, just simply obey Him. And as you, as you obey Him in those little things, and it probably won't be anything you will tell anybody about. Won't be anything you will be able to give a testimony in church about. But it'll be those little meetings that you know are those little things that God sets up just between you and Him. And He loves those. Amen. Billy, I want to thank you so much for, for the help that, that you gave us down on the job. Uh, a lot of you may not know it, but, but Billy uh, uh, and others went to their job and asked them to support our kids' camp. They completely paid for our kids' camp. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Thank you. Thank you. Man, that was, that had to be from heaven. Man, that idea, that didn't come out of Billy Smith, I know. That, that had to be a, to be a, a God thing. And, uh, and, and the, the amazing thing, when, when Stephen handed me, uh, Stephen Willis came in, and Billy sent it in by Stephen, and Stephen handed me the money, and he said, you know, the amazing thing most of these that gave to this kid's camp are not even saved. They don't even know the Lord. But they've given. But God, yeah, God's planted a seed for them now to be saved, Billy. Hey, you finna have a godly job. Isn't that going to be great? They're going to all get saved and be ready to go in the Lord. So that's, that's a wonderful way. Well, that'd be one of those unique things of the Spirit, wouldn't it? And the Lord, so that, that was really, really precious. And as I understand it, they were hunting y'all guys down to give you the money. To, to be able to give, they were man, that's so good. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, that was a wonderful God idea, and I just thank you, Lord, how you blessed in it. And thank you, Lord, that you inspired Billy's heart in that area, Lord. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, praise God. Uh, what we're going to talk about, peace. like I said, be, re- be looking for the Holy Spirit to begin to tell you some Wonderful things begin to draw you into some wonderful places of of, of specialty, of intimacy. How many has ever had the Holy Spirit do that before to you? See, it's it's not an uncommon thing. It's it's common for the Holy Spirit. And, And did it draw you closer when you obeyed the Lord? Now, if you missed your appointment, you felt like a heel, didn't you? You felt like just the way I did when I used to miss dates with Elaine. I mean, it was the same way. I knew uh, two things. I was going to have to big lane, forgive me, and I was going to have to dodge that shotgun because of her mama. So, <laughs> so, so, and it's, it's important to, uh, to make those. And, and you keep it up. Praise God. Well, we talked about peace now. We talked about the importance of peace and, and what the Lord is and, and he's the king of peace. And then we talked about this morning that peace is a fight. Never forget it. You're going to have to fight your way into peace. You're going to have to fight to keep things from stealing your peace, and then you're going to have to fight to be able to get your peace. So be be ready be ready for a battle. You have to engage both of those things. You're going to have to fight to get it, and you're going to have to fight to keep it. And because there will be peace stealers, because the enemy knows that if he can get your peace, he can get your victory. Uh, Jerry Savelle used to preach him. A message that was so popular and so powerful, if he can steal your joy, he can, if he can't get your joy, he can't keep you goods, I believe that's the way said. And, uh, and that's so much in the arena of peace, because you're going to see tonight, some, we begin to look at some promises that come out of getting peace in your life. then you see what the enemy's trying to short-circuit, or the devil's trying to get it. And so peace, just come into a place of calmness and trust over what God's doing in your life. Coming to a place that you're not anxious about it anymore. You're trusting God. And you're not worrying about it anymore. You're trusting God. It's a place of sincerity. And the devil can just huff and puff, but it don't disturb you anymore. Because you settle settled this thing. Everybody say, you settle settled this thing. You've settled this thing with the Lord. And it's brought you into this marvelous, wonderful arena of peace with God. Amen? All right, so if you're going to get peace, you're going to have to fight to keep it. You're going to have to fight away the enemy. The second thing about it, God's peace <clears throat> is the initiation of his inward strength. It's, it, God's peace allows God's powerful, miraculous strength to flow into our life. So once you, once you get peace, once you come to peace over whatever it is that you're having to deal with, and like I said earlier, it can be anything. There's p- people that are, fight such peace over their health. Uh, some people fight such peace over death. Uh, s- some people fight such over their family, uh, over their jobs, over their money. I mean, there, it had to come to a place of peace. To where that you can, everybody say rest, so you can rest. That's what peace, peace and rest are synonymous almost. That when Adam, what Adam could not do, he could not enter into the rest in the garden. And because that he could not enter into God's rest, then it brought the listening to the enemy. Peace will settle out your life. There'll be a willingness in your heart to wait on God. Until then, you're always going to have to fight these anxious thoughts and these anxiety that's going to pass you by. That that God really didn't mean what he said. And and that it's not going to really work out. That things are going to end up being bad. And you're going to embarrass God. And you're going to embarrass yourself. Here you are. believe Until you come to a place of peace, you will constantly fight that kind of rhetoric going on. So, but it's when you come to a place of peace and you settle that out in your heart and you allow God. Now, it will, take, it will take the word of God and it will take the spirit of God for the Lord to bring you into a place of peace. That It'll take the word of God. You're claiming your promises. Usually when you're getting a hold to your promises over whatever it is that you're needing God to do. And let me say, there is no way for it to happen without promises. If you're just claiming the Bible, it's not going to work. If, you, if you're just claiming the Bible, it won't work. It's got to be promised. The Bible says it's through the promises that we enter into the divine nature of God. We're able to move into the God realm through the divine promises of the Lord. So you've, you've got to have Scripture. If I say Scripture, I, I need Scripture. And then I need the Holy Spirit to help me come into that arena of peace. Praise God. Now, I read this morning, if we don't accept that responsibility, man, we've got a rough road ahead of us. If we don't accept that responsibility, I'm gonna read real quick for you, Deuteronomy chapter 28, again, verse 65. If you don't, if we don't accept the responsibility that I have in this thing, if I say, Well, I'm just gonna believe the Bible, if it works out, it'll work out. If it works out, it'll be God. Well, no, it won't happen like that. You have got to be the one that's involved in this situation. God is doing this for you. You are involved in it. You've got to have involvement in it. You've got to. So it's not just going to work out. Well, shirah, shirah. What will be will be one day, one day. No, it won't happen like that. And especially in the life of a believer, that kind of thinking opens up curses for you. Because the enemy is it's an open door to the enemy. If you have that type of. That type of philosophy, that type of thinking, that type of lifestyle around it. Well, if it's God, it'll work out. No, no, you have a part. You have a part to believe. You have a part of the covenant that God has given you. You have a responsibility to the covenant that God gave you. And unless you activate, then it does. It opens up a curse. And that's what it simply says here. It says in verse 65, said, there are among those nations you. And notice the word You. He's talking to covenant people. You will find no peace or place to rest. And the Lord will cause your heart to tremble, your eyesight to fail, and your soul to despair. Your life will constantly hang in the balance. You will live night and day in fear, unsure if you will survive. In the morning you will say, if only it were night, and the evening you will say, if only it were morning. For you will be terrified by the awful horrors that you see around you. Then the Lord will send you back to Egypt. Man, that's the worst of it all. Begin to be yoked with the same bondage that we had when we started. But God has given us an opportunity to use His covenant to change. For life to be different. For me to be different. Amen? All right, the second thing is is that inward strength. Everybody say inward strength. And I... all right, and then it's so important. Uh, in the NLT, it says it this way when it comes to the book of, that we were looking at this morning, book of Philippians chapter 4. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Amen. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. Then you will experience God's peace. That's, that's, that's pretty elementary telling us how to get there, isn't it? He tells us exactly what to do. Back up to the verse before that, if you would, Colen. Thank you. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank Him for all He has done. Next verse, please. Then you will experience God's peace. That's the way to get it right there. Amen? Praise. The third thing that peace has associated with it, God's peace will guard you. It's a guard. It's almost like a bubble. It will carry you through safely through hard places. It will guard you. Everybody say, God's peace will guard me." In Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, On the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, Let's cross over to the other side. Now when he had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And then verse 37, and a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But, everybody say but, but because that he had peace, he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Because he had peace. And then he was amazed that everybody didn't have peace. He was amazed that everybody didn't have peace. Your anxiety is hurting nobody but you. It's not pressuring God. It's not making God do anything. It's only hurting you. It's keeping you from your miracle. So God's peace, it will guard you. It will be a guard. You will will have a pillow in the midst of a storm. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? You can have a pillow and fall asleep in the midst of a storm. It will guard you. It will guard you from what's going on. Does this sound a little bit like Jesus didn't even know what was happening when he woke up there in that verse? Doesn't it sound a little bit like Jesus didn't even know what was happening? Now here... Here's the son of God that knows everything about everything. But he was so guarded that he was not even aware of the storm that he was going through. Isn't that a wonderful place? How mean, like to find that place to peace? Wouldn't that be a wonderful place to peace, peace to be? Somebody says, how in the world are you making it through this? And you say, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I did not have so much sleep in, in my pillow. What? What are you talking about? Amen? Whatever storm that is, whatever storm that you'll be facing, that peace will guard you. It'll be just like a... You know what I see when I see that because I think all the time visionary? I see this. You know, you know, they have these bubbles like kids blow. And then remember, they, they, they do have those giant ones that are... I call them comic ones. That they get about five or six feet And, you know, and and a great, great act is that when they can get inside that bubble, well, that's what I see. I see God's got all these beautiful bubbles that's just able to float above your problem. And God wants that first piece. Amen? All right, the fourth thing is it will empower you. It will give you power. Peace gives you power. Now, let me ask you this. Did the disciples have any power in that situation? Anybody read the Bible lately? No, they didn't have any power. Jesus was shocked. Because they was fearful they didn't have any power. Right? Why are you afraid? Jesus asked. Because they was fearful over what could happen. And they were full of what. Do you not know that we're perishing? No, Jesus didn't know that. It's amazing what that bubble would do. No, Jesus didn't know that. <laughs> They said, Jesus, do you not know that we're perishing? No, Jesus didn't know that. And then he looked at them and said, why are you so fearful? And then Jesus, because he had peace, he was able to exhibit the power of peace. I tell you, peace has great power. Being at peace in your situation has great power now I'm not saying don't consider Uh, some people that they don't care enough but if you fought through if you fought to get to that peace and you've acquired that peace legally (laughs) by number one not worrying praising God having faith in the Lord trusting in Him and then you entered into that peace you're there then that peace has an explosion of power that accompanies it. It does. Jesus expressed that when they woke him up and he walked to the bow of that boat and he simply spoke. What did he speak? Peace. Because, see, peace was what was in him. You can't give anything away that you don't have. If it's not in you, I've I've watched people scream at problems, beat at problems, ram a few problems. I even rammed a few doors myself ramming at the problem. And do no good. Amen. But Jesus had the greatest source of power in him. He had peace. He He was okay with it. He trusted God to get him across to the other side. Some of you are not trusting God to get your family across to the other side. Let me tell you, God can do it. He's 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 been able to crack hardened nuts for a long time. He knows. He knows. You can trust God. You can trust God. You can trust God to get you safely to the other shore. You can trust God. Amen? And so you can't give away anything you don't have. So if you don't have peace when there needs to be an explosion of peace, when there needs to be a release of peace that will release and power to change your situation, you won't have it if you're not in peace. Peace has to be already in there. And when you got peace inside you and it comes the moment of opposition Then you're able to give that peace away. And when that peace comes, it comes out of you as peace, it confronts as mighty power. It comes out of you as a gentle peace, but it confronts the opposition with mighty power. You know what the Bible says? One version says, the complete storm hushed. Your mama ever tell you to hush? <laughs> did, you, did you hush? <laughs> did you hush? When, when, when mama says hush, you hush. <laughs> See, it comes out of you as something so gentle. But man, when it confronts, it confronts with power. Jesus said peace. Of what that storm heard, now that storm was demonic, you know. It was given a demon name. One of the, one of the Gospels gives you that name. It was given an evil name, a demonic name. It was, it was conspired by demons to s- destroy Jesus. But man, when you have peace, nothing that he can do can destroy you. There's nothing, there's no weapon formed against you that will prosper for the glory of God. Amen. So you you got the peace in there. You're okay with it. Somebody says, man, you're going through a storm. And you say, what storm? (laughs) They say, here, we'll show you the storm. (laughs) So they carry you to the bow of the boat and you stand in opposition to the storm. You open your mouth, and what comes out of you is what God has prepared in you. Jesus spoke peace. The storm heard, hush. (laughs) Man, it's amazing, isn't it? What Jesus spoke and what the demons heard was two totally different things. (laughs) Because somewhere in between, God the Father was involved. Amen. And the storm heard it. So it empowers you. Everybody say, peace will empower me. Peace will give you the power to confront the storm. And you'll be able to confront the storm. The fifth thing that it will do, peace will do, it will change you. It will change you. You know, we're so busy in changing ourselves, and we all have certain areas that every, each one of us are working on that we're trying to change ourselves. But I tell you, there is an easier way of change. The easier way of change comes through fighting far and fighting to keep that peace. And then, as you fight far and you're fighting to keep that peace, that peace is doing a work of miraculous change inside you. Therefore, you change without effort. What you're doing, you're fighting to keep that peace and you're fighting things away that would try to steal that peace. But what God is doing with that peace is God is miraculously changing on the inside. Uh, In in the book of uh, Mark, Mark again, Mark chapter 5, it says, When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. We know who that is, the one with the issue of blood. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. When? When When did her blood dry up? When she touched Jesus. She said in her heart, didn't she? And, and, the, and the scripture uses the word immediately. When she said, if only I may touch his clothes. Go to the next verse, if you would, Colton. You will get it. I got confidence. You will get it. <laughs> I know you will. Amen. Well, the next verse said that immediately... Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. When? When she touched and when she said in her heart, an immediate miracle took place. But then I want you to notice, as look at verse 34, Jesus' response. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go and peace and be healed now I want you to notice when did she get healed did she get healed when Jesus said go in peace and be be healed or did she get healed back when she said if I touch him in my heart said in her heart which one was she healed Anybody read the Bible lately? The truth of the matter, both. The first one was in response to her faith. And the second healing was in response to the power of peace. See that second area, the verse 34, where it says healed? That's a special word. In fact, what it says there is... Daughter, your faith. That word has made. That is a continuous work. What that word is, is the present tense. But present tense Greek, what it is, is starting off at one point, it'll never have an end. What Jesus said to her is, my peace is starting a work in you that will never have an end. What she came for, what she came for was to be healed Of the flow of blood. What Jesus is desired for her. That word healed. Is the word sozo. We know that that word sozo. It means. Healed financially. Healed in my relationships. Healed in my spiritual walk with God. There's about five layers of that. Of the word sozo. What it means is. Is the complete healing of God. So what happened was, by the response to her faith, she received what she came for. But because Jesus was able to put peace into her, she was healed of everything Jesus wanted her healed from. For the rest of time, for the glory of God. Amen. It meant I'm going to start a work in you. My peace will start a work in you that will never, ever have an end. Amen. It's a powerful thing when we talk about the work of that great peace. So what we're doing, we're we're resisting everything that would try to steal our peace. And that we're fighting for everything that would try to keep our peace. And God is doing miracles in us all the time. God is creating an atmosphere of peace in our heart that will start a work of healing. It'll start a work of, it's the word wholeness is what it is. You can be healed. She wanted to be healed. Jesus said, I want you to be whole. (laughs) She said, said, I want to be healed of my infirmity. Jesus said, I want you whole in every area. I want you whole in your health. I want your whole in your family. I want your whole in your walk. I want you whole. So Jesus started the work of wholeness. Can you say amen? Amen. So change, everybody say, change comes. That peace will change me. Verse 6, I mean number 6, it will raise Peace will raise my faith into a boldness to receive the miraculous of God. Peace, while God is working. Now, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm fighting off everything that's trying to steal my peace. I'm fighting for everything to try to keep my peace. And as I hold my peace, as I treasure the peace of God in me, if I refuse to be frustrated, if I refuse to worry, if I will refuse to be troubled, that's why he said, Why are you troubled? If I will refuse to be troubled, God's peace in me is working a miraculous thing. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. What's happening in the process of you gaining peace in your situation? You're really building an atmosphere. For the Prince of Peace to move into your life in a miraculous way. We're saying, God, come and help me. The Lord says, prepare the way for me. What peace does, peace prepares. Your heart to be the kind of heart that the Prince of Peace can step into. Now, anytime there's the Prince of Peace or the God of Peace... Because peace is not an it. I told you that this morning. Peace is a person. It's a relationship. It's a savior. It's a Lord. So when I have peace, what I really have, I have the person, the prince of peace in my life. And so all the while that I'm fighting the things They would try to steal my peace. And I'm fighting to guard my peace. An atmosphere is being built in my life. For the king of peace. To have an entrance into my life. Now the amazing thing about every time. You study your Bible. Every time. That God mentions. In his word. Prince of Peace. Anytime the Prince of Peace or the the God of Peace is on a scene, miracles happen. All of a sudden, life becomes miraculous. And the very thing that I've been praying for so long to try to keep peace in, that thing that's been trying to worry me to take away that peace, as I have fought to guard that peace. And I fought to keep that peace. God steps in. And in a moment of time. The Prince of Peace. Releases the miraculous into our lives. Romans 16, 20. This is just one of the episodes of it. It says, and the God of peace. When? The God of healing. That's not the one that he's asking you to prepare for at this place. It's the God of peace that when we prepare an atmosphere for the God of peace he comes in and says where's that devil? I'm getting ready to crush him in your life. And what you and I could not do and what you and I could not stop he can stop it with one little foot. He can crush Satan. And the amazing thing about this is when the God of peace because he's been changing me While I have been fighting to keep peace and fighting those things away that would try to steal my peace, and while I hold on to having peace, what happens is change comes in me. And when the God of peace steps into the atmosphere that I have prepared for him, he said, now I'm finna to use your foot. I'm going to crush Satan under your foot. I mean, God has got the whole thing. Then let me close with this in about two minutes. That's number seven. Peace, I said, when the God of peace comes, He always makes it miraculous. You can worry the rest of your life with trying to change you or you can get busy changing the things that God tells you to change. Fight off the things that's trying to steal your peace. Guard the things That's causing you to have peace. And then the miraculous begins to happen. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8. What does it say? It says be sober. Be vigilant. Cautious at all times. That enemy of yours. (laughs) I love the way this this virgin said it. That enemy of yours. I'm here to tell God that's not my enemy. You know. That enemy of yours the devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against the attack. Knowing that the same experience of suffering. Are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. That after you have suffered a little while. The God of all grace. It says here. But others have the God of peace. <laughs> the God of all peace. Who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ will Himself complete me, He'll confirm me, He'll strengthen me, and He will establish me for the glory of God. All of those things that I was fighting. Now Hebrews 13 says it this way. It says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of sheep, By the blood of the everlasting covenant, strengthen and make you what you ought to be and equip you for everything good that you may carry out his will. Isn't that powerful scriptures? That all happens miraculously as we make preparation for the king of peace in our life. The problem is the king of peace won't live where there's frustration. The King of Peace won't live where there's anxiety and pressure, unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. The King of Peace won't live there. But the very moment that I begin to guard that peace, say, Lord, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care who I have to forgive. I don't care, Lord. Whatever I have to do to guard my peace, Lord, I'll guard the peace. I'll stay in this place of peace with you. And then God steps into our scene He makes the complete promise to us. To make us complete. To make me personally what I ought to be. One version says to make me holy. Like him. God obligates himself. That if I will spend my time doing what he's told me to do. Fight everything that's trying to steal my peace. Guard the peace of God in my heart. If I'll guard it. Then God says I'll come on the scene. And I will establish you. And I will make you what you ought to be. I look up at God and I say, God, I don't even know what I ought to be. And God looks down and he says, I know what you ought to be. And I'm able to do it. Let's stand together. Lord, we just give you praise and glory tonight. Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord. How that you can use the power of peace in our life. I want to thank you, Lord, that if I will guard peace, if I'll fight to keep peace, If I will fight to fight off all of that that tries to steal my peace. Now, what you going to do the next time somebody walks up to you and says, hadn't you been praying about that just a little bit too long? Or what you going to do when somebody walks up to you or when the devil knocks on your shoulder and says, if that would have worked out, it would already, if God wanted it to happen, it would have already happened. Or what you going to do the next time the devil says, here you are, you've been serving God and you're still in that mess. And you still have that problem. What you're gonna do. You're going to put up your dukes and you're going to fight all hell that need be. You'll fight those thoughts. You'll be be determined. I'm going to keep my peace. Because my peace is my trust in the Lord. I'm going to trust in God that he's going to stop this storm. I'm going to trust God. He's going to bring me through. I'm going to trust God. He's going to do what he said. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God that I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm going to trust God that one day I'll shine with God's glory. I'm going to trust God that one day I'll stand to give a. for all that I believe for I'm going to trust God for his glory now Lord ask you to release the glory over us Lord to release the glory of your peace over us Lord put peace at the desire of our heart Lord Lord you died on that cross to give me peace you died on that cross to make peace and then to give me peace. And so, Lord, let me live my life living out the power of that peace, Lord. Let me live my life to live it out, Lord, for your glory in Jesus' name. Stephen, let's close with that one, one verse of that song, if we would. Praise God.